I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Jonathan Allen, Chief Marketing Officer at Puzzle. And we're talking about customer service and how customer service and customer expectations are evolving. Obviously, we are still in the midst of the pandemic, but Jonathan, things have changed very quickly over the last 12 to 18 months. What are the key trends you've seen? Yeah, they have changed considerably. And what we're seeing is waves of change. And so obviously, when the first lockdown happened, there was a big concerted effort about how to get the contact centers to be able to still operate, which was one side that we saw. The other side was the way that consumers were acting towards the contact center, which is particularly interesting and and, and actually has reverted now back to what we saw before. But there was a period of time where we saw customer satisfaction levels go up across our customers and also what we saw from industry research that we did, which we believe is due to the fact that people were just thankful that they could talk to other people in the contact center and that those people had actually continued their work. And so there was a period of I guess, a grace period where the the expectations went down and customer satisfaction obviously went up. Now, once that was resolved, we saw a big change in channel usage. And a lot of this is to do with people trying to get through. So there was, you know, you saw, you probably saw it yourself that, you know, you go to a a supplier that you might be using who would say, we can't be supporting completely through our contact center at the moment. Please send us an email. And then you'd send the email and you get a response that says, we will endeavor to get back to you within seven days. Now, if you've got a serious problem, that's quite difficult. And so what we saw was people trying different channels. So in that instance, they were saying, okay, so I can't call in and I can't have an email, but I want to see whether if I send a message to you on social media, for example, will I get a response? And if they did get a response, that changed the behavior of that individual, not just with the supplier that they were talking to, but all people that they will be interacting with. So we saw the, you know, this consumer behavior change from lower expectations to then testing channel, different channels, to finally what we're seeing now is demand for service increasing again. So we've got through that honeymoon period and people are now, they've moved their buying behavior and their consumption behavior. And they're saying, no, I need to be treated like an individual. So those expectations are going up and we're seeing the contact centers, the good ones following that trend. So yeah, I mean, it's it's been fascinating to watch. Looking at how this directly affects the reputation, the desirability of a brand, how important is it that people actually evolve as fast as they can to satisfy customer requirement? I think it's critical. And I think what we'll see is we'll see emergence of companies that may not have been market leaders before coming to the fore because they understand the importance of delivering this personal service. And, you know, an example, a big electronics manufacturer has started providing video consultations on their website, which was something that wasn't done before. And, you know, what they've understood is they've understood that before the empathy was provided in stores to these brands, the store experience has largely gone. And the only experience that people are seeing now is what they get on either digitally or speaking to the contact center. If that isn't second to none, people are going to churn and go elsewhere. So I, I, don't, I don't think it's a case of 
you know, people deciding if the brands deciding if they want to take this on, on or not. If they don't start doing proactive experiences, empathetic experiences, and actually having a seamless customer journey, they're going to lose customers and they're going to lose customers quickly because we know that people haven't got the appetite anymore to stay loyal. It's dependent on their last interaction. And this is as true for financial services as it is for anything else. The bottom line is that the days when you could put a product out there and say, this is our solution, take it or leave it, have gone, you have to pay attention. It doesn't matter whether it's a personal customer or a corporate customer, you have to deliver the service the customer requires. Yes, and, and customers know the amount of data that companies are collecting on them now. And if they're collecting that information and are not using it to improve the experience that they have, they're going to start questioning why that data is even being collected in the first place. And I think financial services was is one of those industries where this is going to matter and impact more because largely you're de- you know whether it is business to business or business to consumer you're dealing with situations that are important you know it's not where am i going to buy my le- next laptop will i get it from this company or this company online it's an important in some cases life decision and the ability to be able to provide people with the knowledge that they need in those micro moments that really matter is going to determine who is successful and i think the traditional financial players are going to, again, be attacked by the fintechs because the fintechs will probably be able to move faster in this area as well as they've moved faster from a technology standpoint. So they, you know, they've got a double pressure point hitting them, which is now, how do I serve my customers better? We're talking about the real value of innovating for service excellence for organisations, which I'm sorry, seems to me that makes me a winner in buzzword bingo, saying something <laughs> like that. But... There are, you talked there about technology very briefly, technology is going to change how personalised that service can be. Tell me a little bit about the, the significance of intelligent connected automation. Yeah, and I, and I think that there's, there's, there's two sides of it as well, which is, which is what makes this so important. And I, and I don't know how many companies have, have actually picked this up yet. But there's how do you empower your employees and then there's the piece, which is how do you serve your customers? And so that connected data, that intelligence can be used, A, to put better information in the hands of the contact center agents who are supporting customers, and B, making sure that that journey for a customer becomes more frictionless because the information that's already been gathered on them is being used in a better way throughout that journey. What we're seeing, particularly with our customers, is that they are starting to get the advantage of us integrating with systems like CRM systems, for example. And so you pull information from CRM, you combine it with the information that you're getting from the contact center, you add in sentiment analysis that you can pick up from something like um, speech analytics, and you start to get a really good picture of what that customer wants and actually what the agent needs to be able to serve that customer. So that's the way it's heading the good companies are really starting to do it already. The rest are playing catch up. Jonathan Allen, Chief Marketing Officer at Puzzle, thank you very much indeed.